Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hit the record. What's What's up, up? y'all? Besties? (laughs) Hey, it's Danny J. And this is Jill Coleman. And excited. We got uh we have a actually a question. We always love when you guys send us DMs on Instagram and let us know what's going on with you. And even if you don't have a specific question or maybe just something's going on, uh, we love getting those messages from you. And then we can just sort of uh, you know, talk about them here, have a little discussion. And we got a good one this this episode. Yes. And you know what, too? I think sometimes we think maybe this is just too specific and it's not a big deal, but I really feel like if you are feeling a certain way about something and you're curious, there's got to be other people who feel the same way as you. And this is a really great example of it. So she wanted to remain anonymous without any details. So I'm just going to kind of wrap up what the po- what the DM was about. She said she'd like for us to talk about how do we stop comparing ourselves to our current partner's exes, whether it's your husband, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, but comparing yourself to their ex. So basically she's married. She's been with her partner for however many years. And she says once in a while, he'll say things about his ex and she gets a little bit jealous. Like maybe she's, his ex is more interesting than her, was cooler than her, better than her. And his family loved his ex too. So I think this all comes into play. And I've definitely been in these interesting situations. I've also been the ex that was like loved. So I always curious about future partners, how they feel about me in some ways. So we wanted to talk about this. Like, have you ever had an ex? I mean, sorry, have you ever had a partner where you know so much about their ex? And I feel like maybe this is Jill. I feel like you would be that ex because- Anybody who like is maybe dating your current, I'm sorry, your ex-husband, your current ex-husband. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. Anybody <laughs> dating your ex-husband. If if I was dating Jade, okay, Jade's Jill's ex-husband, and I knew that Jill was his ex, I would be like, oh my God, how do I compare myself to her? So I feel like sometimes we might be that person, but this is just the whole storyline we want to go off is how do you stop comparing yourself? Even if you know, like that person has chosen you, you might be married to them. They've already decided to spend their life with you. And yet you still have this weird trigger when the ex is mentioned, or maybe she is just, maybe you see her on social media and you feel some sort of way about, about her. Yeah. I actually, um, it's funny you say that because I never thought about it the other way. I was never like, oh, my, my ex's current girlfriends or or wives are thinking about me. I never really thought about it that way, but I remember, so my ex-husband was good friends with a lot of his exes. And I remember at times feeling a little triggered because he would be like, oh, so-and-so, you know, and I had the same uh, sense of humor or we like always had the best time together, but he would also tell me about the reasons why they broke up too. So I think that was a p- big part of it. But I remember feeling triggered at times and thinking, oh, that ex was so much more beautiful than me, or that ex was, you know, funnier than me, or that ex was in better shape than me or whatever it was. And I think, and they actually show us in research that a lot of times people look back at their previous relationships with fondness and they go, ah, that was the good old days. We were young and in love and whatever. And they kind of forget about. And so I'm thinking to myself, is he thinking, you know, at times I was like, well, maybe he thinks he just wants to be back with that person. Maybe he's kind of romanticizing that old relationship. But the thing that really helps me, two things really helped me. 
Number one is I would ask why they broke up. And that really helped me understand the dynamic and realize that they had tried to work it out, that they already tried everything. They had already tried backwards, forwards, up, sideways, up and down, and it didn't work out. So I had to take that at face value. The second thing was I actually met some of his exes, like if they were in town or, you know, they happened to be swinging by or whatever, like he would introduce me. And that I think took a lot of the, um, the threat out of it for me because it wasn't like he was trying to not introduce me. It wasn't like he was trying to keep that separate. It was more like, it wasn't like, Oh, like that person was up on this pedestal and I got to meet him in person and they saw us interact you know, it was almost like it just took the threat out of it. Cause I'm like, oh, this person is, a, I actually could see that with a woman, like more just a regular person, instead of putting her up on a pedestal and going, oh, she's so much better than me. I was like, oh, she's just a regular person. She's great. And I could actually start to even like have a friendship with her, maybe follow her on social media. So those two things I think really helps for me. So I would ask, I guess, this person who wrote in, is there an opportunity if he's still friends with his ex, I don't think that's a red flag, by the way. In fact, I would probably be more so the other way. If someone like was talking a lot of shit about an ex, I'd be like, are you still in love with that person? <laughs> but if they can acknowledge that that person was a good person and then at the same time say we weren't right for each other, then I, all I can do is take that at face value and look at, and it's hard because intellectually we're talking through this and the person's probably like, yeah, I get it. He's with me or married. He chose me. But the emotional hijack of, especially when you're feeling insecure, right? If you're feeling mm -hmm. your power and you're feeling like, oh, I'm, I'm crushing it or I'm feeling good or having a good hair day or whatever, you're like, oh, he's, he's fucking lucky to be with me, right? But it's on those moments, maybe it's about, you're about to get your period, something, that's when you start to feel your most insecure. And that's when you start going down the rabbit hole of like social media and like, you know, all that kind of stuff and that, and it always ends badly. But yeah, I would say that it is definitely ask if he's still friends with her, if maybe you guys could just meet sometime or even ask if he'd be open to you meeting her. I think that will help take the threat out of it and just make her like a human. Well, I like you said that it was kind of like our recent episode of being feeling insecure around other yeah, women. And once totally. you start to talk to them and get to know them, then suddenly that whatever it is that's making you feel like they're better than it just humanizes them. Yes. So when you get to meet someone, because the stories like you, they tell you stories, your ex tells you stories about the ex or their ex, and you create stories about how they were, how they were together, but you don't know the whole picture. So if you can get them in a room together and see like for yourself, you can very often go, Oh, I see why this didn't work out. I can see right. the other things like, Oh, she was a great cook or she was really talented in this area, but I can see like, she has a weird laugh and she's like, not funny. Like I am, or she's, you know, like you'll find the little things that you can realize why you're the one that he's with versus her. Totally. I think one piece can maybe mess with in your mess with your head is if let's say she broke up with him. And so mm. in her mind, she's going, oh, he still wants her because she dumped him. Like it, maybe it wasn't a mutual breakup. Maybe they didn't decide together. This wasn't going to work out. Maybe it was something like she left and he's still wondering and pining. But I would say even in that situation, again, we're creating stories. So if she left for a reason, there was a reason and it wasn't going to work out for whatever the situation is, whether it was not the right timing or they were too old or young or somebody worked too much or somebody was just incompatible. We just create stories around these, but there are reasons why people aren't together, right? And they're just not. And I do really like that if you do get a chance to meet the person, 
Um, I actually, you know what, I would, you know what, it would be more of a red flag if he never talked about her. Like that to me would be like sneaky slash like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, there's something. But the fact that he's talking openly about her in a positive way Mm -hmm. means he has absolutely nothing to hide. Like, so to me, that's always where my mind goes is like, oh, this person is like, you know, he's, it's like not a thing. I would be more concerned if he was like never talking about her, talking shit about her. Then I'd be like, oh, there's something there still. And also, you know, one other thing I can say is like flip the switch. Think back to people that, you know, I I mean, I've been dumped before. When I look back at the, like the, the dumping, I don't want to be with that person, even though they were the one to break it off with me. If I had the opportunity to go back and be with that person, I wouldn't still, I still wouldn't. Yeah. So flip the script and ask, what if it was you and realize that you probably wouldn't want to go back to someone that you dated years ago or that you were married to, or you had a long-term relationship with, you yeah. probably wouldn't. So that's probably how he's feeling too. You know, I haven't really had as much of the jealousy or insecurity around a current partner's ex. However, I have had that feeling around someone I broken up with and then the person they started dating after me. Mm-hmm. Right. And this has been an interesting piece. And I, I feel like it's really similar kind of thing. So I had a boyfriend um, in college that I broke up with and it was my decision and it was the right decision, but this was around when social media started. So he had a MySpace account. I didn't even know about MySpace and he had started right around when we broke up. So a few months later, I get on and I see him on and I find out he's dating this girl who just looked so cool. She drove motorcycle. She was really pretty. She was cute. And I don't know what it was about the motorcycle thing. I think it was because right before we broke up, he got a motorcycle. I got my motorcycle license and I started to try and I realized I was just really scared to drive a motorcycle. I rode on the street one time and I just was not digging it. And yet this girl was like professional motorcycle girl. And I think I always prided myself on kind of being like the tomboy, being able to do the cool stuff. And I obsessed over this chick. I would look at all of her posts. I would see everything. And I just was like, man, she's so much cooler than me. She's so much prettier than me made up all these stories. And I was like, I broke up with this guy and now he gets her. And suddenly I'm feeling like I'm not the worthy one that now I'm not going to get a great guy. And then this weird a switch flipped in my brain. And I think this is when I realized that social media was fake. I thought, oh, people just try to make you jealous on social media by what they're posting. So I started, and this is really fucked up, but I started posting like literally my highlights to make my life look really cool online. And I just started posting really exciting things I was doing. Anytime it was something fun or cool, I'd start posting because I thought this is what they're doing. So this is what I'm going to start doing. And this is what I do believe people still do to this day is try to make other people jealous. But because I started doing that and I consciously did it, as the years went by, this is when I realized how much social media is kind of BS in a social uh, highlight reel. And that's when I started to just understand that I needed, I wanted to be more real and start showing like real shit and not just the fake stuff. But I have definitely gone down that rabbit hole with my exes and who they're, you know, started dating after me and did a weird comparison thing. And so, and I've gone down that rabbit hole of stalking them, looking at all their stuff, making up stories about them, why they're better than me, why they chose them. Um, you know, a lot of weird, weird things and it's never been helpful. That's for sure. Right. And (laughs) you know, it's never been helpful. And the thing that actually, one of the other things helped me is when their ex gets in a relationship, I'm like, okay, phew, like, (laughs) 
they're happy. I think that there's like that moment of like, if they're, they feel like more of a threat when they're single. And yes. it's funny because you and I were definitely that person when we were single, we, you know, definitely felt like some of the wives and some of the girlfriends were looking at us like, oh, now, cause we're available somehow, you know, like we're out to get their, you know, partner or whatever. And so I think if she gets into a relationship and she's happy, I think that will also take the pressure off. You're like, okay, everyone's happy. We're staying here. Like everything's good. Right. And so I think it sounds like maybe this woman is, this ex is still single. So maybe that's why the threat is there. Or maybe she's not. And it's just like a, it's just a thing inside that makes you feel like you're not oh good enough. Gosh. And I, you know, that's the thing is there's a million ways that we can look, you know, if you're, if you are really set on on not feeling good enough. You can look around the internet and find ways, infinite amount of ways to feel bad about yourself. And so at the end of the day, I think this is just one outfit, right? This is just yeah. one thing. You could look at anyone else's thing. You can look at someone who has more successful than you, has more money than you, has, you know, whatever that you feel like you don't have. So I would say it, this woman is just a mirror. She's not great. She's not any better than you. She's not any prettier than you. She's not any more accomplished than you, whatever it is it's, that's your sensitivity. So I think that's the thing to look at is like, yeah, why don't I? And so the other part of that is just realizing why you're a fucking badass. Like what is amazing about you and reminding yourself, and this would just be a conversation we'd have if anyone was having insecurities anytime is just, you know, um, what's the word? Just reaffirm to yourself why you're fucking awesome. Not even in this relationship, not even with this husband or with this person, but just in general, as a human, like say you were single, like you were out there, like what would be amazing about you? And and then you can kind of flip it and go, this dude's fucking lucky to be with me. You know, this guy's lucky. Like, look at what he has versus I'm not good enough and she's better. Yeah. It's <laughs> what you said when the ex gets in a relationship. So true. Once the ex gets married or the ex has a baby done, then I stop, you know, you just stop. You're like, okay, I'm done obsessing now. I'll shut that down. I could <laughs> stop following them. Totally. Something about that. Once they're officially into their next one or having a child, then somehow they're, they're good and off the hook. But to your point, yes. What, what made you guys be attracted to each other? What made him or her fall for you to begin with? And why are you so badass? There were so many cool things I did like mo motorcycle riding. What's the big deal? I mean, it's so funny now because I don't give a shit about riding motorcycle. Who needs, who needs that? But like to Jill's point is there's something that is your sensitivity and it's specifically yours because most girls around me, I would imagine, wouldn't be so sensitive about another chick riding a motorcycle. And I wasn't accepted that it was very specific to that relationship. So whatever the thing is, whether it's, I don't know, I've had my own things like cooking and cleaning and being more nurturing or maybe being more feminine and not so tomboyish, even though back then, like, that's what I wanted to be. There's very specific things that you're insecure about that that woman is triggering and mirroring back to you. And if you maybe look at the whole big picture, those probably aren't things you even want. Like now, like, right. like you just said about the motorcycle, I don't even want to drive a motorcycle. <laughs> like, why was I so insecure about that? I just thought, oh my gosh, he was attracted to that. And that wasn't me, but I literally had no desire. I tried it. I did it one time. It was freaky. I took a whole course. It was fun, but riding on a real road with real drivers was like, no, I'm going to die. So there are probably just very, very specific things that are bringing up insecurities in you. But if you really ask yourself, do I want that? Probably the answer is no. And then look at the things you are really good at. 
what do you excel at and what makes you badass? And I guarantee there's women out there wishing they had the same talents and mm-hmm. skills and things that you have that are right. like, dang, I wish I could be that. And totally. you know, there's the interesting family thing is so my ex that I had my daughter with in high school, I'm still really, really close with his family. Um, his mom and I still talk very often. I still am like really good friends with his sisters and his whole family. Like they've just been family for 25 years. And I always wondered about his, you know, girlfriends later on, how they felt about that. And he's married. My ex is married now. And I think she's fine, but it's an interesting thing when family is involved, if the family still likes the ex and still loves the ex, I don't know how I would feel about that. I'd have to put myself in those shoes, but that would definitely be a very interesting thing. I would wonder, you know, there was it for us, there was a child involved. And so I feel like it makes sense. But if someone was dating for a couple of years and the family still was like, I don't know, Facebook friends with the ex, that would make me feel some sort of way. I don't know why. I mean, I would have to let it go, but it would be a little weird. Yeah, I would definitely feel that same way, to be honest. But you know, at the end of the day, you have to you have to take what he says and what he does at face value. You know, I mean, that's really it, right? Like you have to look at what he says when he's like, I love you. I literally want to marry you. You're the one for me. You know, so when you think about it that way, do we ever have control over anything else? We don't, you know, like we have to take what he says and what he does at face value. So looking at his actions chose you, right? Wanted to marry you, wants to be with you. And that's, what's really scary about relationships is I think, especially if you've been through something like Danny and I have, or you listening to this and you've been through betrayal or infidelity, you always want to, even if you're in a good relationship, sometimes you find yourself trying to stay ahead of the curve. You're like, but what if you have this, like, you know, you kind of get a little hypervigilant and you're like, but maybe this, and like the end of the day, there's none of that you can control. So at the end of the day, if, you know, he still loves that person or, or even wants to be with that person, you're, you're not in control of that. You're unfortunately, there's nothing you could do. You can't like get prettier, get skinnier, get smarter, learn new skills. Like there's nothing that's going to make him, if he was going to want to be with someone else or still coveted someone else. There's nothing you can do. And that's what's shitty about it is it's just like, you have to take what he says at face value. And that's why love and intimacy are so, can be so scary. They're so amazing. And that's why we always take the risk that we do when we get into a relationship because it is amazing, but you're always taking a risk. There's always going to be that, that chance that you could get your heart broken. And that's what fucking sucks is you want to be able to like see all the angles and like prepare for the worst and whatever. But the end of the day, you know, if you really want true intimacy, you have to, you have to trust what he says and you have to be there fully and it might bite you in the ass. But at the end of the day, you know, I think that's part of this is like, how do I get through the insecurity? And the other part is like realizing that, you know, just the, the relationship itself or the, the confidence in the relationship. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, I think we talked, this is a, a good conversation. We never had this one before, but there's a lot of angles here. Yeah, there really are. And, you know, sometimes when you, you pointed out to at the beginning times of insecurity, like before your period and times we're just feeling bad about yourself, those are all very real and can come into play. Then there's also what you just said, the confidence in the relationship. And I think that if it's the relationship that feels shaky, that's bringing up the insecurity, then it's time to work on why does the relationship not feel solid and it has nothing to do with you or the ex. So there's a couple pieces there is like, you can work on your own insecurities or you can work on why do we not feel really good right now? And this is coming up for me. And maybe that's as simple as 
having some rituals or date nights or things that you guys are doing together. So you feel connected again, because sometimes there's many times in a relationship where you just don't feel as connected as you used to, or as you usually do. Maybe there's been a lot of traveling or just the communication hasn't been there. Something's going on where you feel less connected. And so now the insecurities are coming up. So those are things you can address together as a couple. And then earlier, we talked about things you can address as an individual for yourself to make yourself feel like a badass. So yeah, there's so, there's so many angles, but all this is to say you are not alone. I'm sure I can speak for everyone on here who's ever been in a relationship and someone who's had a relationship with someone prior or after is there's going to be some comparison. You just, we're humans. We want to know. We're curious. I have, whenever I dated any guy, I had tons of questions about their ex. Why didn't it work out? What are they doing? And even guys that I dated while in my single years, that I wasn't even wanting to be in a relationship with. I've still watched them on social media to see who they were with after or who they ended up with in a relationship. It's just curiosity and you wonder, and we compare ourselves because that's what we do as humans, but we don't have to compare ourselves to the place where it hijacks us and ruins the current relationship we're in. Yep, totally. Love it. Great. Thank you guys for so much for this question. And I know that y'all can definitely relate to this as well. And um, would love to see you guys in our closed Facebook group. If you have not joined already, go to thebestlifepodcast.com. There's a link to join there. We can continue the conversation there. And thank you guys, as usual, for your time and attention. And if you have any other questions, ideas, things that are coming up for you, especially around, I feel like we've been doing a lot of insecurity stuff lately, uh, feel free to shoot us a message at the best life podcast on Instagram and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.